Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome everyone back to Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 289. Matt continues drinking Oktoberfest. Woo! I went to the store, I stocked up, I bought a whole case of Oktoberfest. Now a case of Oktoberfest is two 12-packs. I was very upset. It was not on sale anymore. There was hardly any Oktoberfest left. So I stocked up at our good old-fashioned uh, Total Wine, which uh, I'm going to get blamed for because it's a chain, and this is small-town Prescott. But uh, hey, they had Oktoberfest. I knew they had it. I went and bought it. Anyways, on with the podcast, Real Film Nerds, episode number 289. See how they run. Mike, as always, is my co-host. He uh, likes movies. He especially likes beer almost as much as he likes movies. Mike, good evening. Good evening, Matt. That's all I get out of you? I, I do all this buildup and I just get a good evening back? Jesus. Yeah, that's that's all you get. No, uh, Matt, that was very apt for the movie that we just watched. See how they run. This was a... Uh, uh, an interesting movie that I didn't really know too much about. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I've seen the trailers for it. Um, I, I don't want to get too much into it before you start doing your breakdown, but uh, I had higher hopes. So on that okay. note, Mike, give us your breakdown. All right, Matt. So this movie was directed by Tom George. Uh, it was written by Mark Chappell. And this movie is starring uh, Sam Rockwell and Sorshi Roman. That's one drink. That that was right. No, it's Sersha. Dang it. Sersha. It's fine. They need to have a drink. Here, Mike, I'm going to get a drink too. Okay. In the West End of the 1950s London, plans for a movie version of a smash hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. Wait, hold on. It's only starring two people? Well, I mean, those are the main people. I mean, Adrian Brody's in it and a few other people, but I mean. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll give you that. They are the stars. That's for sure. Adrian Brody's in it, but he's more of a voice than anything else. There's some other really big names. Ruth Wilson, um, David Oye... uh, There, take a drink for me. Oyelo, whoa, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know. He he's pretty well known. Um, uh, Gregory Cox, Harris Dickinson, Charlie Cooper. There, there's some really well known British actors and actresses in here, but uh, yeah, those are the I would say the stars definitely. Sam Rockwell and Sersha Ronan, who is not British. I don't think Sam Rockwell is either. No, no, no. He he's not British, which is really weird. So the two main actors in a British movie are American. All right. Hey, you know we're getting them back, Mike. We're getting them back. I I, I guess sure. But um, so Matt, uh, I guess you've already uh, teased us about how you felt about this movie. Uh, what um, I guess enlighten us more into how you feel. Okay, so this is a whodunit film. I think people know that. If not, you know now. We will be spoiling the living shit out of this towards the end of the pod like usual. So I will do my best not to hear, but just putting it out there. Just letting everybody know. 
My biggest problem with this film, Mike, I really wanted more comedy. I thought it would have been funnier. It was funny. It had some really good stuff here and there, but it was almost more silly than it was funny. And I kept comparing it to Clue. Now, Clue is hilarious and silly and a really good story, all kind of rolled into one. This doesn't have that nice melding of all of it. It's kind of lackluster in the comedy. The big spoiler at the end, the who did it really wasn't that big of a, you know, I kind of predicted it. It wasn't that shocking. Um, I don't know. And it was not Colonel Mustard with the candlestick in the study. I'll just throw it out there right now. It was not Colonel Mustard. So, Well, that's good to know, Matt. That's really good to know. But no, I mean, it was fun. It was interesting. Uh, dude, okay. I'll, I, I talked about it on the radio this morning. The cinematography, wow. Very, very good. I really enjoyed it. Very good use of a camera. Okay. All right. Good. Good. So, Matt, I, I think I like this a little bit better than you, but you're right. I mean, it's it's no clue for sure. If you go into this expecting it's kind of a clue-type movie, I mean, in some ways it is a clue-type movie, I guess, a, a whodunit, but it it's done in a different way. Like, it has its own kind of style, and it, it is funny at times, but it, it's it's more serious, I'd say, most of the time. Yeah, I just, I really, I don't want to say I wanted more, but I wanted more. It, it, it's decent. I enjoyed myself. I'm interested to see how many reels you give it because you're saying you liked it more than me, but I bet you my rating's probably higher than yours. Um, this is, I think this is the first though, on the radio at least, uh, my rating was higher than my mom's. She really just wasn't a super huge fan of it. She found this more movie very boring. And I thought she would have enjoyed it because 1950s period piece is dealing with uh, England and plays. Um, and, um, oh, great. Now I'm forgetting the name of um, the writer that wrote the play and wrote the book, Agatha Christie. Um, dealt with Agatha Christie, who everyone kind of from my mom's generation really loves her and her writing so I thought she was going to love it, and she really didn't. Her and my dad both were just bored, and I don't think it was that bad. I, I liked uh, that it was very meta. How's that? You mean it's a a play about who done it, uh, and then it's actually something that really was about who done it? Well, it's almost like three or four different levels of it because it's a play where they're talking about making a movie about the play. On top of the uh, actual whodunit. So it's almost like three levels. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. It is kind of three levels. Yeah. Um, after this movie, Matt, I was interested to see, was this really a play um, in in London in the 1950s? And it absolutely was. And still is going to this day in London's West End. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a love letter to Agatha Christie and... Uh, her writing and the who done it and the murder mystery stuff. It it really kind of is. That's what this movie is. That's a that's a good way of uh, putting it. It's a love letter. Yeah, and besides uh, a COVID shutdown, this this play has been going since 1953 or whatever. Like it's pretty crazy. Interesting, and so those of you who have seen the play will probably really enjoy this movie because the movie itself about the play is basically the play 
inside of itself about making a movie about the play of the movie that you're watching. See, it starts getting really confusing, Mike. That's true. It it, it does. But I you know, I kind of liked it. I thought it was fun. No, I I I enjoyed myself. I thought it was good. I just wish there was a bit more comedy in it. it there's it, there's some very serious scenes that are pretty pretty sad and kind of depressing, especially Sam Rockwell's character, you know, and a little bit on a, a Sertia's character as well. Yeah, Matt, the, the mousetrap uh, opened in London's Weston in 1952 and is run ran continuously until March 16, 2020, when it was closed for COVID. And then it reopened in 17 May 2021. It is by far the longest run of any play in the world with 27,500 performances taking place uh, by the time it was September 2018. That's pretty nuts. I wonder if they're going to have a birthday cake when they hit 30,000. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, I think there's like some insane amount of actors who've played in it. Let me see here. So now you all know why Mike isn't talking too much because he's Googling. He's the master Googler. Yeah, man. How else am I supposed to get my job done? Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of that, Mike, we're getting to that point where you need to start asking your questions. Okay, Matt. Well, let's just go ahead and ask that question. Oh, oh, hell no. Oh, no. I want to know now. You're sitting there Googling, taking up our precious time, Mike, the listener's time, my time. We want to know. How many different actors have been in The Mousetrap? Okay, all right, all right. So hold on, let me find it again. <laughs> you closed it after I called you out? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to break the internet or your internet. What are you looking it up on, an iPad or your uh, iPhone? Uh, my iPhone. So it, sh- it should be quiet. Which one did you get? Did you get the new one, the 14? No, no, I didn't get it. The 14 Pro? No, no. I've heard there's a lot of problems, too. So you're going to get it? No, I'm not getting it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matt. After much exhausting searching and reading too much, it's, uh, it's about 400 actors and actresses have played the roles. By 2012, so I'm not sure what the present day. Uh, so maybe add another 50, because what there, there's what um what they say there's eight. Yeah, there's cast? eight members. Yeah, there's eight members of the cast. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. So th- that little of people did what over 25,000 performances. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's nuts, man. That's a lot of uh, who done it. I bet you they have fucking nightmares of that shit, like for the rest of their lives. They're like lying there in bed and they're like 90 and they wake up with a cold sweat reciting their lines. Oh, Jesus. No, thank you. Yeah, that probably happens. It probably happens a lot. What I would do is I would immediately get up and go to the fridge and grab myself an Oktoberfest. Oh, nice, Matt. Well, I guess we are to that point. (laughs) <laughs> where uh, I, I should ask you what you're drinking, but you've already said it like three times on this podcast. So <laughs> I think I'll just go ahead and jump in and that uh, I'm drinking uh, not an IPA, 
But you're never going to guess this one, Matt. It's a Bud Light Lime. Again? Yeah, we had some people over and we had some extra beers. Dude, Mike, clearly inflation is kicking your ass if you're drinking Bud Light Lime again. (laughs) So Mike has now turned into inflation beers. Yeah, yeah. My new beer of choice, Bud Light Lime. I have no idea how the hell I'm going to put my intro in there for your, uh, you know, you cracking open a beer and going, ah, I'll figure it out. But <laughs> okay, on to the next part. We'll just roll on to your favorite part, Mike, and not mine. Mike, what is this week's just terrible, terribly terrible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. What did the cookie go to the doc? Why did the cookie go to the doctor? Because it had chips. He was feeling crummy. He was feeling crummy. Ha, 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 ha. This is awful. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as some others. That that was cute. That's like a that's like a five year old kid dad joke. Yeah, yeah. That that was a good one, dude. <laughs> All right, Mike. Let me go and ask it. I think it shouldn't be too difficult, but you never know. How does see how they run relate to Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt. So this one was a little bit more difficult. I I think this was filmed in England and uh, it was a little tougher to find one, but I did find somebody in the makeup department, Caroline Cousins. She also worked on Captain America, the first Avenger as a hairstylist. I figure it wouldn't be too difficult because a lot of the Marvel films are filmed overseas. A lot of films are filmed overseas in uh, London. There's a lot of really big studios over there. Yeah, I think it just fig- depends on schedules and a whole bunch of other things and um, scenery and like what they're trying to plan, that kind of stuff. Well, Star Wars is filmed over there. Actually, Star Wars is filmed fucking all over the place. It is, but it wasn't the main. Yeah, the main studio. Main studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The, anything done in the studio is done in London, basically. I think London. I don't London remember. London area, right? Like yeah. Like London area, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it might be on the outskirts, but... Yeah. Place where they have space. Mm-hmm. Lots of space. And Jedis. Yeah. And they created space. All right, Mike. So, we are now in the spoiler section of See How They Run. I don't think we're going to try our best not to spoil who the murderer is. But we'll probably spoil lots of the film anyway. So if this is something you anticipate yourself seeing anytime soon, uh, you can just stop now. If not, keep listening and we're going to spoil it. Mike, uh, go ahead. Your turn to talk about See How They Run. All right, Matt. So uh, I liked how this movie was kind of a movie about I guess how how meta it was with the it's a movie about people playing in a play about who done it and then talking about making 
a movie about it. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it is a little confusing, but it works. I think it worked. Um, I really like Sam Rockwell's character in this. Uh, I know he's kind of, he just kind of seems annoyed with the, the, uh, was it Constable? Constable, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I, I thought that was, uh, I thought it was kind of fun, um, most of the movie, but, uh, there's definitely, there isn't quite as much humor in it. And I mean, there are funny parts, but it, I guess it could have had a little bit more humor. I'll agree with you on that one, Matt. But the way that this movie was shot was pretty neat. I felt like sometimes there was some pretty good shots in various different locations and stuff. No, dude, I think the cinematography is one of the best parts of this film. Uh, Sam Rock- Rockwell is another good part. Adrian Brody, uh, Sersha was another good part. The acting was great. Um, just like you, Mike, I agree. I enjoyed that it was uh, very, very meta, like more than anything I've ever seen like that. And I don't like to use the word meta, but that's what all the cool kids use. So we're a cool podcast, so we have to do that. So, so Matt, uh, speaking about meta, would you call um, the... Oh, fabulous Nick Cage, or well, the most, uh, what was it, the most talented, or, oh, shoot, what was the name of the movie? It, it was ridiculous. Yeah, the recent Nick Nicholas Cage film about uh, the impossible weight of talent or something like that. Oh, the impossible, or the impossible weight of massive talent yes, or something there you like go. that? That's what it is, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I guess that would be meta kind of in a way, but it's not like a true story, but it is, but it isn't because it's Nicolas Cage and it's a made up story, but it's still him playing himself. So yeah, I think it would be because it's self-referential. You know, it's a movie about an actor doing movies and a drug lord. So yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think of another movie. Is there any other movies that are real meta as the cool kids say? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could think of like Groundhog Day and like those movies that, um, you know, uh, the live, die, repeat stuff like that. Those kind of are in a way because they keep reliving stuff over and over. Oh, uh, what's the, uh, happy death day. Yeah. Happy death day. Or, uh, you remember the, uh, one on Hulu we watched with Mel Gibson that I really, really liked. I'm forgetting the name of it, but remember it was like a video game action movie where he kept dying and waking up i think it was oh yeah 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 oh what was that called um where he was like i think it was video game based i don't remember now maybe it wasn't yeah it was kind of a video game um i watched that movie after my son was born it was all yeah it was a little bit harder to watch i remember that oh dude that movie was really good i just don't remember no i it, it did have something to do with video games i'm pretty sure anyways i don't remember but that movie i definitely think was very meta in a way yeah yeah i think so because our main character kept like trying to do different i mean i guess like a lot of the groundhoggy day type movies yeah well yeah the there's no other way to describe it because I don't think there was ever a movie that thought of it before Groundhog Day of redoing the same day over and over and over and having the main character know that he's redoing it. 
because that's like that's like a uh, Deadpool and stuff like that. It's very fourth wall breaking, which I feel is a level of meta because meta is um you know being part of a artistic thing, be it a movie, be it a poster, be it a podcast about said thing, and that's totally what it is. If you know you're conscious in this world, that keeps repeating. Gotcha, gotcha. At least well, that's my thoughts. I'm trying to think of another movie that. Is Spaceballs meta? Yeah, I would think so, because, I mean, they do break the fourth wall a lot in that one. Cause, so they know they're a movie, you know? Especially the scene where they go to the DVD rental, not DVD, VHS rental, to find oh, yeah. out how the movie... That's <laughs> good. God, Spaceballs is so good. That's such a fun movie. That's a great movie. And Blazing Saddles is great, too. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they go to the watch the movie in the theater. Uh, in Blazing Saddles? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, you know, another one that's really underrated, uh, Young Frankenstein. I love, love Young Frankenstein. Yeah. No, they're all great. Mel Brooks is just uh, amazing. Super, super funny. Dude, just... super genius when it comes to comedy. And slapstick comedy. He just killed it. He he had such a good run. I mean, like 30, 40 years of just really funny stuff. Yeah, it was amazing, dude. I... So anyways, all right, back to see how they run, Mike. Uh, I don't know how much we can talk about without ruining it. Um, I'll just say this. The killer in the end, um, I kind of predicted it just based on the interview that Sam Rockwell had with said character. But uh, there was some pretty funny parts, like Agatha Christie trying to poison the murderer and killing her own butler. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was, but it was so like overlooked and like nonchalant. It's like, yeah, she just killed a dude. No, I know they didn't even like bat an eye, and I mean, he straight up like everybody looks, and he just falls over, and they're just like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a little concerning about their moral uh, compasses. Yeah, and then they definitely broke the fourth wall at the end, you know, where they used the line that they opened up the movie with at the end. Yeah, apparently that's just a super famous thing that they did in the play, and, like, people love it that they tell everybody not to tell anybody that the about who the murderer is. Yeah, that you're now a witness to the crime. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, no, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. It, it makes it more interactive, you know, breaking that fourth wall. So, yeah, I mean, and here we are doing the same thing. But again, if they didn't tell us, we still wouldn't do it because this movie, like, it's a whodunit. You don't want to spoil who did it. Now, if it's like a movie like Clue from the 80s where everybody and their mom has seen it, sure, we'll, we'll say who it is. But even then, in Clue, how do you know? They had so many different endings. Ugh. God, I keep going back to that movie. I need to stop it. They're not the yeah. same. They're very different. They're not the same, Matt. They're not the same. Just keep tapping your red shoes together. They're not the same. They're, They're not. not the same. Nope, they are not. So, okay, all right. So I think I should probably talk a little bit about next week. Or do you want to keep talking about see how they run, Mike? You have more to add? Uh, no, no. You you can you can talk about um, next week. Tell, tell everybody. Okay, so we're going to have... The first time in a couple of years, possibly two podcasts next week, I'm sitting down with Mr. Mile High Show, Matt Santos, and we're going to interview the director of the film and production and TV uh, 
classes at Yavapai College, who is also the director of the Prescott Film Festival. The Prescott Film Festival is coming up here at the end of September, the first part of October. And so we're going to sit down and I'm going to talk with her about it. And Santos will probably do most of the talking, probably about the San Francisco Bay Area and how he likes motorcycles and all those other things. And maybe we'll talk about film, just probably five or ten minutes or so. But we'll get it in there. And then uh, uh, we're going to go see a new movie in the theater. It came out this week. It's doing gangbusters. I don't think it would be good if we skipped it just because it's doing so well. has an incredible cast. Uh, the story's just supposedly very, very good based on all the things I've read and seen. Um, it's Viola Davis's uh, The Woman King. Yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking about watching that for this week's podcast, Matt. But, you know, I, I saw See How They Run and thought well why don't we try this because like a murder mystery who a it? um don't have a lot of those i know knives out was you know recently did did really well but um another agatha christie adaptation i think the the nile what was that nile yeah. one but it had all this controversy about it the uh what was nile yeah i watched that it's it was streaming on hbo max or one of those um, it was a uh, a book slash movie from back then. They read basically redid. It just wasn't very good. It was just kind of boring. It was a whodunit. Oh, okay, yeah, it had some controversy behind it, and they just ended up like throwing it to streaming real quick, right? Yeah, it was in the theaters, but it wasn't in the theaters for very long, and they didn't promote it very well. Uh, I kind of thought about suggesting it, but there was other stuff to see. It just. If you want to watch it, it's okay, but it's it's not it's not great. It has a good cast. It's just they didn't. It just wasn't very good. I mean, the CGI is shit. That just it's just not a great whodunit. It really wasn't. Yeah, I know. Along the same veins, didn't they release uh, what was it? The Oriental Express, which has been done like yeah, fifteen times. Yeah, and same thing. Uh, I didn't see it, but I, that got rave reviews when it was in the theaters. I, I It's on one of the streaming services, and I think I might have it on my Vudu. But uh, that one, you know, I'll, I'll probably watch eventually. I mean, Johnny Depp, you know, he's great. But I, I, I don't want to say, what is it? It's like the tragedy on the Nile or something like that. It's, it's not terrible, but it just wasn't earth-shattering. Uh, I'd say this movie is way better than it. Okay. All right. Cool. So, so, uh, Matt, I guess getting to that, uh, sh- should we, uh, get into your, uh, rating of this movie? Should, should you want me to go first, sh- Mike? Are you sure? Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you go first? You're the one who didn't like it. I, I didn't say I didn't like it. Holy hell. I'm interested to see what you rate it, but I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was good. So, you know, Mike, based on my, me saying it's good, what do you think I gave it? Uh, three and a half reels. Nailed it. Did you really? Look right here on my piece of paper. Yes, uh, for those uh, listening on the podcast, he did have three and a half reels written down. Yep. I don't, and notice yours is blank because you haven't said yours yet because I don't know. All right, Matt. So, uh, mine, it's, it's, it's really funny because you said this earlier. Uh, I give it three reels. <laughs> Which you said, even though I liked it, I would give it a lower rating. Yep. And th- I effing I predicted sure did. it. I <laughs> effing predicted it. And you know what's funny? My mom only gave it three reels, too. 
<laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, I figured she was going to go a lot lower because when she came out of it, she called me up and she was like, that was the most boring movie I've ever seen. Your father won't stop jibber jabbering and all that. I'm like, what was he crying about? He slept through half of it. He probably doesn't even know that it was a murder mystery. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I knew the butler did it. He had his, he had his popcorn, you know? God. What else? Yeah, but you can need? you you can get that done in the the trailers. You know, have you seen how many trailers there are? You know, you got time. No, not at my theater. Harkins has been pretty good. Harkins hasn't increased the amount of trailers they have. They've been pretty solid. They stick to a good solid fifteen minutes of trailers. Uh, I'm I'm between twenty and twenty five minutes. Dude, that's fucking ridiculous. Well, it's not just trailers though for you. You you go to the national chain, so you're getting uh, ads as well. Oh yeah, there's like ads like if you sit down before the trailers start, there's ads and then the trailers usually include at least some ad for, you know, like the beverage of that theater's choice. Oh no, dude, Harkins, I love you Harkins. I love you Dan Harkins. You're great. Keep it up. Um they do, you know, the typical ads before you sit, you know, before the movie starts. And then when the trailers start, it's trailer 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 trailer. Welcome to Harkins thing movie. It's they have not changed it. It's been like that since I've been going to Harkins since college. Nice. So, anyways, all right. Well, I I think that's it for the pod. I mean, next week, Woman King and my interview with uh, the director of the Prescott Film Festival. I'm excited about that. I'm wondering if I'm going to score some passes. I don't know how much I'd be able to go because, dude, Mike, have you ever been to a film festival? Dude, it's like a million movies like in like yep. in a short amount of time, man. Yep. Like it's like screening after screening, dude. It's like it's pretty rough. I, I think I would have a hard time going through all of them like, oh yeah. Like I need a break. Well, my problem is I'd start getting the movies I'd start blending them together. Seeing that many back to back to back, you know? But if she offers me a pass this, I'll probably go. I'll watch a little bit. I'm not going to pay because it's quite pricey to go to a film festival. And I won't get a whole lot of it because the nice thing about the Prescott Film Festival, I've covered it in my years past for The Courier, is um, it's a whole week. Like the film festival is a whole week. And so they do like workshops and classes and stuff like that on film editing and filmmaking and acting and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then the last, I think they show probably a handful of movies every night, but the big push where all the films really are is the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's just like movie back to back to back to back, you know, from sun up until past sundown, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know. So anyways, um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's, uh, Next week, we're going to... Well, you know what? I don't know when I'm going to put the other one out. I'll probably put it out later on this week. I might put it out for either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday because the film festival starts next week. And I want to make sure and give her some some love. So, especially for, you know, wanting to chat with us. It's pretty nice. We don't, we don't do a whole lot of interviews here. I don't want to say that's intentional, but it kind of is. We're not really in the game of promoting people's films. We're in the game of watching films we like or don't like or are just curious about um we're more about uh promoting the love of film and the prescott film festival is exactly that so all right mike i think that's it for me i can stop talking now because you're probably half asleep wait mike wake up mike 
Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I think this is the part where I gotta t- tell everybody uh, that you know, uh, catch us next time and follow us on the socials. So uh, you know, make sure to follow us on the socials: uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook slash Meta, and uh, yeah, uh, go out there, s- stream some movies, go watch movies at the theaters. Um, if you can, because the theaters definitely are hurting with the uh, kind of poor selection that they've been coming out with lately. So uh, hopefully you could get out there, go watch a movie, and uh, catch you on the next pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Matt Hinshaw joining me this morning on the Big Big Show on Magic 99.1. Good morning. It's just the Big Big Show, not the Big 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 Show? Well, it's a Monday. Okay. So people right. don't expect much from themselves or me, which is very nice. And that's why I come in on Mondays. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, at least I know where I stand. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised you didn't before now. But anyway, let's talk about the I'm movies, slow. shall we? <laughs> just a little slow. You and your mom saw... See how they run, but not together. You guys saw it separately, correct? Yes, I did not drive five and a half hours south of here. Right, because she's to in watch Sierra Vista. Good morning, yeah. Maya and Shaw. We know she's listening. Wave to your mom. Wave. Uh, I don't know. She, wave? How's yeah. she going to see it? Just do it. I mean, as she says, I have a face for radio. So <laughs> She told you that at an early, early age, right? Yeah, I couldn't even speak yeah. yet. She yeah. told me that. How bad is that? <laughs> well, thank God you're on the radio. So what did you think about the movie? Tell me. It was okay. Oh, really? Just okay? It was just okay. I, I had high hopes for it. It looked like a modern version of Clue. Yeah. And it kind of wasn't. No. I, I, I had. It was silly and goofy. And uh, the mystery was interesting, okay. but it was like a mystery inside a mystery inside a mystery. It was very confusing. What do the what do the kids call it today? That it's like that Facebook company Meta. It's meta. very Meta. Yeah, you know that's what this movie kind of is. Uh, I just wish there was more humor in it. Like there's silliness and there's some really good humor here and there. Right. But I expected a lot more, especially Sam Rockwell, who has this just wide range. I didn't expect too much humor from. Um, um, what's his name? Um, Adrian, um, Brody. Yes. Adrian yes. Brody. <laughs> I, I expected some from him, but not a ton. He's more of a very serious actor, right. but he can, he can lean into the silly side, but not so much the comedic side. Right. And he had some silly, but overall, I mean, it was okay. I don't think it's worth rushing out to go see it unless you're really, really, really into Agatha Christie and, okay. Uh, whodunits. See, and we talked about it being a British film, yeah. and British humor is usually awesome, but you didn't get that in this uh, movie. It, I'd say there's some, I mean, even then it's, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I okay. mean, there's there's some, there, it's just a lot of it is kind of goofy, mm-hmm. but some of the tor- storytelling aspects were really, really good. The yeah. cinematography actually was very good. I, that's one of the best aspects of the film for me is how they use the camera and they use the frame and where everybody was, the acting was really good. Adrian okay. Brody, of course, Sam Rockwell, yes. both very, very good. Right. Um, along with the support cast, there was a lot of big names in this film. Okay. Um, so, but if you're not into this kind of thing, wait Skip for it. streaming. Okay. You know, at, yeah. at the best. How how many reels? Uh, I'm generous. Uh, 
I I enjoyed it a little bit, so yeah. I gave it a three and a half. Three and a so half. So that's not too bad. Okay. Well, let's give your mother a call and see what Ma Hinshaw gave the movie See How They Run coming up on Magic 99.1. Hi, Lisa. Good morning, Ma Hinshaw. It's Lisa and your son, Matt, calling on Magic 99.1. Say hi to your mother, Matt. Hello, mother. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing there, Ma? Oh, I'm doing fine. Terrific, terrific. Are you ready to tell us your thoughts on See How They Run? Yes, I am. Okay, tell me, what'd you think? We went uh, in the theater and there was one other person there. Okay. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, It was long and uh, my husband fell asleep. He said, if you need some sleep, go to that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How long did he sleep for? Pretty much all of it? Uh, Not all of it, but probably half. Okay. Okay. That's a nice nap. You betcha. And did you fall asleep? Any snores from you? Uh, No, actually not. I love British movies and I'm an Agatha Christie fan. And uh, they tried very hard to... um, do the same kind of thing that she did. I don't think they quite made it, but okay. it was cute. It was cute. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I would want to sit there and watch, uh, you know, a two-hour movie that was just cute. How many cookies are you going to give it? Uh, well. Hmm. Um, you should have known by now. Jeez. <laughs> well, Holy cow, you had all weekend. She wavers. She wavers. I waver. I'll say... Three. Three. Three cookies. Okay, well, Matt was a little more generous than you. Gave it three and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. well, he liked the cinematography, so there was that. I agree. I agree with that, and I thought that they got the period good. Right. You know, that was great. Okay, so both of you sound a little less than impressed with this movie, and that's okay. Yes. Well, but you know, uh, you expect an Agatha Christie uh, kind of ending and stuff, and it wasn't quite there. Okay. But but they tried. They tried. Okay. (laughs) We're going to give them a participation medal this morning. Ma Hinshaw, thank you so much for checking in with us this morning. Thank you on 99.1. And a girl. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye. So you're not going to review a movie for us next no, week, well, we, right? No, we might. I don't know. I'm interviewing the uh, director of the Prescott Film Festival okay. for next week's podcast. Yes. But I'm going back and forth. I'm going to discuss it with my co-host this evening when we record our podcast for this week. Okay. For those of you who do not know or don't care, we record on Monday <laughs> and I put it out on Wednesday. You guys all care. But, I know you care. Check it out. The podcast is called <laughs> The Real Film Nerds. Make Maddie's Day. All right. Because he can see how many people listen to it and how many people I, do not. I do. I do. Yes. And uh, uh, so if we do a movie, I think I might go and watch one anyways. Okay. Um. And this one's just tearing up the charts, and my co-host picked this week's film, and he was wavering between this movie and see how they run. Okay. It's Woman King. I'm going to go check that out. It's doing gangbusters. It is. Viola Davis always, always is excellent. She's an amazing actress. So even even if we don't do it for the pod, I really want to see that movie. Okay. Well, I really want to see it, too. So let me know know when you go. All right? Okay. All right, you guys. Like I said, check out the podcast called The Real Film Nerd. You can catch Maddie and his mother here every Monday morning <laughs> on what station? Oh, the marvelous Magic 99.1. Yep.